Hi, y'all, and welcome back to the Dame Desk. I am Amy, your most distracted dame, and as you can tell, I am not completely by myself tonight. But can I, they really tell though? I don't know if they can really tell yet. Say, Super this is secret a, this guest. Is an audio format. Super secret. Magic of radio. Exactly. Secret guest number two. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> secret guest number one. Shush. Wait. Oh well, fine. Then should, I'm gonna. Should I disguise my voice? <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Oh, oh. I... Okay. <laughs> so as you could tell from the other two voices, I am not joined by my fellow dames in arms. They are over at ECCC this week. But to my right, I have the pleasure of inviting to the podcast from the brother. What is it? It's our brother podcast. It's our network. He is technically almost the same age as my little brother. But he's a lot taller and much cooler. She's getting personal. Sorry. From the Cables Crusaders, we have... Oh, hi. Uh, Hello. Uh, This is weird because I'm used to looking at a camera and I'm like... (laughs) It's like Amy. It's like, I can look at people now. Yeah, Amy, look at me. Look at me. There you go. Cool. You're my camera. My name is David Barry. Hello. The The David Barry. The David. The David David Barry. Barry. And then across the table from you, coming from the film Lossifers out of VGB Mm -hmm. Studios, there is... Uh, this is Eddie V. I am the host of the Film Philosophers podcast. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun night tonight. So we'll see if uh, Amy can keep this boat afloat and uh, uh, keep, the, keep the ride going forward. So, I don't know if this is Disneyland. It's on a track. I have a bucket. We have a bucket for what? For water. That's funny. Oh, I, we're I bailing out. out. Yeah, yeah. There, we, there go. we go. Oh, gosh. It took well, me a bit to get around I brought that. a drill. So I don't know. We'd be so, terrible at Sea of Thieves together. Do you know what? You guys should play. But before we get to that, I need to talk about our sponsors because it's only right. fair. So our first big daddy sponsor is, of course, our Uncle Ben, located at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet Cake. Schwartz. <laughs> We've got pugs, hugs, hot sauce, and a boatload of comic books, as well as other accoutrements for your delightful days. I've always wondered, like, I go into that shop all the time, and I'm like, I go in hungry for comics, and I leave hungry for spicy hot food. So it's like every time I look on the walls, I'm like, there's way too many like hot sauces that I'm not used to in a comic book store. Yeah. So. Well, he and the, the best part is it's not just like generic no, anything. No, they're all small batch, like, like oh my, small businesses. I love, I have a friend who's from Humboldt County mm-hmm. and she would send us um, Ooh, Humboldt, Humboldt hot sauce. sauce. Like their, their emerald sauce on a taco mm-hmm. and the mango habanero. And now he has all of it. <sighs> But you know what you should Screw this. Hate? I'm you going should... to Empire. Oh, there it goes. Let's get a burrito thank on the you, way. Thank you Bring for hitting the table, by the way, because I mean, it's so much better. <laughs> well, while you you <laughs> can't, the table. you know what you can't do with hot sauce? Drink you, it. You, no, you can do that. But you probably shouldn't inhale it. Unlike our second sponsor, which is Quill I and Ink. I think Jackass has proven that oh, wrong several gosh, times. gosh, we're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> Quill and Ink Alchemy on Etsy. They give you delightful and fictitious scents for your nose or your, I'm going to say olfactory, and you're going to yell at me later on about it because you don't like that word. It means your nose. Is that, is it, is that the thing you don't like? It's it's just really it's interesting. Like it's like moist for some like, people. No, it's like olfactory. Like <laughs> if, I, if I went up to just anybody and was like, hey, check this out. It's something for your olfactory needs. You're looking to look at me like if you don't know what olfactory means, you're going to be like, what in the world is that? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, see? You, so you can see that. We're, we're, we're so going to put the behind the scenes stuff on this. Yeah. Go ahead, by all means. It'll be great. Throw shade. Yeah. Oh, well, I drink your tea, bro. Drink, drink your tea. Sure. Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> I'm really glad. Oh, when, you said it, when you said inhale, I was like, they didn't get suddenly sponsored by Jewel or something. <laughs> no. I'm really glad you're not. <laughs> no. I was worried. I'm so, like, oh, vape pens? Really, oh, guys? gosh. No, 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 no. Quill and Alchemy. They make some fantastic sense. That's better. Um, their current line is actually a whole cornucopia of dragon uh, D&D Dungeons and Dragons. So we've got some mage. We've got some rogue. we got some rangers. No X-Men. Calm mm. that. No joke on that. 
Um, but you can go to the. He's <laughs> thinking about it now, really, really It's like, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. No, no, because in my head I'm just going. Me and a Caesar If we got him in here, then we'd have to do it on video. I had to let it finish. I couldn't. I couldn't. But if you go put them in on Etsy. Quill and Ink Alchemy, all one word, into Google or into Etsy. You will find their shop, and you can use the code HOTDAME. Yes, HOTDAME. Hmm. I picked it up on a word spot for 15% off your purchase. Cool, Leo. I just want to do the, is it Bruno Mars? Bruno? You are hot damn. Do hot damn. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Police <laughs> and the firemen. <laughs> what, is, what song is that? <laughs> Yeah. It's it's Girl yeah it's Hall- yeah it's Bruno Mars. Up, 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 there you go. I had to get to the chorus. There you go. We're all getting there. <laughs> We're all getting. It's gonna be a great episode. Well, do you know what? Because apparently Uptown Funk works with it. We'll oh, talk. We'll a, do. Let's do our topic tonight. Topic. You're so excited. Uptown Funk. Yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna give Best it to Bruno Mars song. I was gonna yeah. say. I mean, We're gonna talk about I Mark Ronson. Then we'd need uh, <laughs> Operation MJ, who's David, who like impersonates Bruno Mars all the time for Sacramento. We'll talk about him later. But the guy who always crosses everything with the the Skeleton King. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about comic book burnout on what? this episode what? of the Dean Death. Oh my god! I, I mean, I'm not. A, I might not be a good person. You neither am I. I mean, I just talk oh, about terrible. movies and like, especially movies from Marvel and DC and you know things. Like, I don't really know anything about. Did comic you book review burnout. something about Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of DC you know animation? What? That was a trailer that dropped today for a DC animated film, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, if you were a fan of that 2015 run, it is coming to the small screen. Wunderbar. Mm. Yes. Wunderbar. So, let's first start out with it's Wunderbar. There's I'm this is why I'm the distracted day. Wonderbar. Holding, wonderbar. holding it together what's by a, the threads of my brain. That's where I would do. What's in Wonderbar? I'm surprises, the candy chips inside. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> I mean that's the chocolate. Amy, take it away before I finish the jingle. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, <laughs> man. All right. Doc. Yes. How would you define comic book burnout? Um, hmm. personally, for personally, you, I'm going to give it to you as the person. For me, so in my experience, mm. um, comic book burnout was something that I thought I would not ever run into. Mm. Uh, it is basically this idea that we are so incredibly inundated right now with comics in print, in TV, and movies, and everywhere. Yeah. Um, the idea that there would just be so much that you just couldn't handle it anymore, you couldn't process it anymore, and you would have to step up, step away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is what happened to me. November in November, I actually we we had, we had literally just covered that topic mm-hmm. in like. Did we on the Cable's Crusaders? On the, I'm sorry. Yes, we the Cable's Crusaders had covered it in. I want to say maybe it was August, mm. and we we had talked about. Minnie was on that episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we had talked about ways to avoid it. Um, no, Minnie was not. No, Minnie was on the how to get back into comics episode. Mm. I apologize. The comic book burnout. I think that might have been me and Manderson. I'm losing. I'm losing my marbles. That's all good. It's um, okay. But we had basically talked about this idea of it just there being so much. Like how I had become burned out with, say, like the Marvel Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm upset to hear they've all been canceled, but I wasn't like, I wasn't watching them. <laughs> like yeah. halfway through yeah. Punisher season two, yeah. I was like, I'm. <laughs> I gave, okay. gave up and then I thought that they were bad and I know a lot of people enjoyed them, but I was okay not watching them. Mm. And so it's kind of like that. There was just, there were so many shows, so many things. Uh, and like I said, in November I hit a wall where suddenly I was, I just had no desire to intake the medium anymore. Yeah. Um, and that basically didn't in wrap up until maybe about 
two, three weeks ago. Ooh. Yeah, I've I've been in the in the middle of it. You've been you in know, the thick of it. And and I I have I mean I have to agree like it's we're at a point where so from my experience being the host of a film podcast like you get oversaturation of certain mediums when it comes to or certain franchises in the medium of film rather quickly and like you look at every decade that has ever had an impactful um you know run of films whether if it was like in the 80s with the martial arts films mm -hmm. or or not just martial arts films but you know white people doing martial arts films and what right really no. happy birthday chuck like norris chuck norris is the man <laughs> to like to the 90s like uh high school rom-coms right you know to the mid 2000s um jump scare handheld yeah, jump yeah. scare films mm. you know there's always a certain type of film or a certain medium that people use that tends to run its course rather quickly and you look at like i said with the 90s rom-com because that's the one that probably upsets me the most you know I, wait it upsets you because i can't stand clueless um, i thought you were going to say it upset you that it burned out that's oh what I feel. Yeah. oh yeah you know what <laughs> i needed you know, sweet, sweet home alabama <laughs> oh come on no. no but like that whole that whole run like it lasted maybe a full eight years eight nine years and it transitioned into older like adult love stories and whatnot but mm -hmm. it didn't last very long you look at what marvel not marvel studios but marvel properties have been doing and they've been consistently doing content for about 20 years oh, from geez. 2000 all the way up until this year. Yeah. Now that's a medium that like people, some people will be like, Oh, well that's great. I'm getting to see all my favorite stuff in film and blah, blah, blah. But you guys got to remember with that 20 years of like comic books being adapted in that time frame, we've also gotten like the green lantern film. <laughs> I mean, we also got the, Batman versus Superman film. Mm. We got the interesting Suicide Squad film. You know, and that's just some of them. A way of putting it. <laughs> that interesting. It, it counted as interesting. But I mean, and even before that, I mean, if you look at like in on Marvel side too, you got X Men: The Last Stand. Mm. Mm -hmm. You got X, you know, Wolverine Origins, oh. um, with them, you know, Roger Rabbit looking claws. Um, I mean, you get all these films, and over time those can be like really bad moments where people can just finally be done with it and have that comic book burnout, yeah. um, especially in the medium of films. So, and I'm pretty sure you guys can speak more towards like actual comic book, comic book burnout, but in terms of film like that, like that's where I see it the most. And right now with a lot of people that I know in the industry, some people are actually done. Like, yes, there are still movies to be had. And yes, infinity war was a good film last year and there's still plans for the future, but like, there are i go to press screenings all the time and there mm -hmm. are actual members of the press who are like i am so done coming to see another marvel disney cash grab and that's mm -hmm. the way they put it yeah it may be a great story it may be part of some kind of long history maybe some franchise that people have been wanting to see for decades i mean but needless to say it'd be nice for them in their perspective it'd be nice to have something else for a change coming out of like the house of mouse or mm -hmm coming out of a lot of these entities that are just jumping onto that whole bandwagon of, well, since everyone else is doing it, that's making money. Let's bring in uh, some property and let's create a comic book movie on our own through our own studio. Whatever. Yeah. So. Well, and for me, I think it comes down to the point of it being more of a, just an oversaturation as doc was talking about that we've gotten so stuffed with so many morsels and tidbits of everything and everybody wants to have their adaptation and between seeing it, hearing it, big screen, little screen, um, DVDs, video games, and then in book form too, there's just a point where you're like, oh, I, I can't handle it anymore. I mean, 
I look back at Batman, you know, Batman, the animated series and the Justice League animated series and the X-Men 92 series. And I have this fondness for it. But I I remember probably two mid 2000s. I was just like, I can't. Yeah. I'm I'm just fed, I'm fed up. I can't handle it. Um, and I didn't even want to think about those things. And I knew the storylines and I knew the characters. And I knew I knew all this information and it was ingrained into me because I had spent so much time catching up on it. And then I was just like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And it didn't physically make me ill, but it hurt me in a way that I didn't expect it to hurt me. And then being able to come back, um, which really was the takeoff of indie comics Mm -hmm. where i wasn't seeing traditional superheroes anymore um it reignited my passion for great storytellers Mm -hmm. and when it comes from a big uh, little screen or a big screen when it's a great storyteller and it comes out in the written word for me i'm more apt to start falling in love with it again and so it grew in and reignited my passion um but it really it really took some time to get there and uh well if we're talking like so talking about comic book storylines, like there are several that I can think of that are just so frustrating in terms of like at a point where I just rage quit on a series. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to finish. Like now I want to know what he rage quits on. Well, secret empire is one. Oh no. Like I just, I, but it was, it was after the run. Of it was how many, how many, how many books did we go through with that? It was event after event, mm-hmm. after event, after event, after event. Like, yeah. But like, I remember, the moment and it might have been an issue one the moment he he kicks out what's his name out of the plane and he <laughs> says hail hydra i'm like i am done i am done i am done and i literally put the comic book on the floor i didn't even put it on a desk i just put it on the floor and walked away i think it was at work it, it was it was one of those instances i was like no thank you and i dropped it in the middle of the busy room and walked away somebody returned it back to me yeah. I had <laughs> like, you dropped this, you dropped this. Yeah, like, yeah i was trying to be dramatic yeah. <laughs> next time thanks but i mean there's 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 storylines that do that like i don't know about you guys like yeah. if you, any of you guys have ever come across a storyline that does it to you there have been but i i think that the difference for me is that comic books are always at their base form an individual issue that costs three to five dollars i can very quickly i don't know like i can't i can't get my money back on netflix if i start a series and halfway through i'm like i'm not enjoying mm. this yeah, you know i can't you know may, maybe uh because i i was watching all the transformer movies in theaters and then oh i gosh. gave up on that and then i'm bummed because i want to go see bumblebee because it looked like oh it was fun gosh. we're not we're not gonna go on that trip, but but, but it's the same thing like i could at least i could stop you yeah. know i could but again I, I wasn't getting my money back and i'm not getting my money back for comics but it's not a huge investment necessarily mm. and i could be like all right cool i'm gonna go into the storyline i'm gonna go into the storyline and then i'm okay i enjoy this i can yeah. go back and i can pick up the tie-ins and i can do that or i can just be like you know what i'm not going to do this and there's always something else so you're not one of those types of people who's so invested in one particular character or a particular character's arc that when you see them wronged you're like yeah no this isn't cool like there's no one character that if they decided to i don't know maybe like they took swamp thing yeah. and then decided to like i don't know instead of him being this large green monster he turns into like it's this purple this large green entity <laughs> he turns into this like purple hipster who's like oh, such God. a millennial and it's for a way to reach the newer age of, yeah. of comic book fans like that wouldn't be enough to kind of put you at a place where are you're you like, poking a bear on purpose i am poking the, no, the I, long-haired bear I, here. I get it and i get it and i would say that 
I I have there's never been a a, a, a moment where I've been like they made Captain America Hydra. You know, like I I didn't I was not turned off by that. I was not turned off by Thor becoming a woman. I was mm-hmm. not turned off by Captain America becoming a black man. Like, and I mean, obviously those were big. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. those weren't necessarily like that. Like belittling a character just to belittle yeah. a character based on that description. Um, I don't think so because even when even when Scott Snyder, who I love and respect, when mm-hmm. he took over something, yeah, and he went back to splitting him into the doctor and the monster and he could go back and forth. <laughs> he said monster. Yeah, take that. Well, the way Scott uh, Snyder did it. Poke yourself was, in the eye. He was a, the Snyder run turned him into more of a monster more, than more, of an entity. Of a, more yeah. of a Hulk. More kind of a Hulk. Like, he would Hulk out close. and oh, he would do this thing and, and they eventually kind of brought it back but on that run, I wasn't exactly loving it mm-hmm. but I definitely was not upset enough to write it off i'm like all right cool i just won't check that out or mm. I'll, or i'll keep tabs on it yeah um i i feel like especially over the last couple of months of, mm-hmm. of my my self-exile from everything like uh for example foreshadowing maybe um <laughs> hearing all this stuff hearing all the negative stuff about captain marvel before it come out i'd also took a uh, an exile from social media mm-hmm. i've yeah. been on in any kind of social media for the last couple of months either that's why you haven't been answering our messages yeah, okay well, i have the messenger oh. app redownloaded don't lie oh <laughs> Oh, I, just, I just said that because I have, I have one aunt, and that's the only way she can get hold of it. Um, just the one. Aunt. I just have. I don't even have. A just to clarify, I just have Facebook Messenger, Aunt Diane, I love you. Um, <laughs> He's like, I am on Messenger. If you if you need me, but I got rid of a lot of that, so I didn't know what was going need, on. David, I need you all the time. Well, and you know, oh. everyone wants me, but you know, if you want to see my, wants, my kid, yeah. you can follow my wife. Um, oh, she's adorable. That's why a lot of people are here. Ah. Mm-hmm. but. But yeah, I, I felt like with Captain Marvel, even like I was seeing all this stuff and I'm like, why yeah. are people so upset? And yeah. normally I would be entrenched in it. Yeah. So I'd be aware. Yeah. Not I wouldn't agree, but I would be aware. Like I would know on Twitter what's mm-hmm. trending. Like I would know why the fanboys were angry. I yeah. would read the articles. I'd be like, oh, this is the reason that they're pissed off. And to not like be inundated in any of that yeah. was extremely refreshing. And mm. I could go in with a hundred percent, you know, I'm not a good quote unquote podcaster in the sense that I wasn't covering the news of why they were, <laughs> you were mad. taking a break. Yeah. yeah and, it is what it is. And, and sometimes circuit. and sometimes it was but it felt so good to be like, why is everyone so pissed right now? And then yeah. to go into it and come out and not be pissed. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, it's 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 been kind of like I said, kind of refreshing to take a step back and go through and just reevaluate what's yeah. actually important. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but even before then, like, you know, they're they're creators take chances with the product and sometimes it does not pan out yeah. and i and i've never been upset at a creative direction yeah um just the end product yeah i might not end up you know like i said i might not end up buying it i might not yeah. end, i'm not i'm not gonna i won't support in that way but i'm not gonna then go on to twitter and say you know xyz creator ruined this product mm. yeah which going back to secret empire like Marvel was getting like death threats and whatnot from yeah. fans, and and I and I bring up Secret, Secret Empire. Yes, it, it upset it me. You. It upset me. I'm I'm not it upset like upset you or it bugs you. It bugged me. I wasn't that invested. I'm. Uh, this is all for show. Come on. You weren't gonna like, go after Nick Spencer. Exactly. I was like, like I had my pitchfork and torch on hand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You had a jug of kerosene. Exactly. No. Right. Seriously. Cheaper than jet fuel, but it's oh. he knows. He knows. No. Um, Best friends uh, forever. Ring. <laughs> he's hit bodies. He knows. Um, but it's it's like. So in, in my medium, like when it comes to, to movies, like because like I said, with comics, I can do certain comics and, and I'm I'm a uh, novice comic book aficionado. I don't I don't 
follow to lengthy extents like you guys like i've heard your guys's episode i can't even talk to amy without her quoting dates and issues and what i'm like you can you can take that out the door and calm come back down in and calm down got a nova number one hiding in his house no it's somewhere in the trunk of my car oh chimney See, crispies. that's how much i i really have a like she keeps so much like you got to put the nova number one somewhere safe eh, i got it under probably dirty laundry in the backseat of my car like just which nova are we talking about i mean the nova man named man man named nova like, 1970 something <laughs> it's your property you can do with it what you will you weirdo I, well i almost traded it for a dr pepper not too long ago well, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a 12 pack <laughs> but but I, but i say all that to say like it's it's cool like to see that but what to what you were saying to the extent of what you were saying about like fanboys especially when it came to like captain marvel yeah there was a lot of pushback on like platforms like rotten tomatoes because people were going ahead and without even seeing the film putting right. up yeah. negative reviews right and Rotten Tomatoes is like, nobody, nobody gets this now. Your privileges are cut <laughs> off, children. Yeah, pretty much. But like, I think the thing we also have to realize is we are not in a world where people have that much patience anymore yeah, for content now. like comic book runs to fully flesh itself out mm-hmm. before people can start, you know, throwing their opinions around. Right. We live in an age of convenience where you can get a whole series on Netflix on the at midnight Today. on a thursday yeah and you can start binging that whole thing and you know by the next day at noon be like oh yeah i saw the entire second season right. of you know punisher or i saw the entire fourth season of you know one day at a time or i saw whatever which is what i did not just but whatever what? either way um so the, well we live in that age of convenience where people are wanting things now right. and they're wanting to respond now right and you take things like comics where it's an art form not like a novel Mm-hmm. It's a little different. It's like it's a serialized story. So you get one piece that comes out and people instantly are like, all right, I'm judging my entire run of my entire yeah. view of this entire run based on this first comic, which is essentially what I did with Secret Empire. I'm not yeah. going to lie, yeah. you know, but like I said, I'm not that learned in the arts of you don't have comic to be learned. either way. Comics yeah. are for everyone, dude. It's true. No, but the appreciation of them? The appreciation of them is on is is fully is a, on you. It's, it's a learning though. Everything it's something takes that, practice. True, which is why I said it's a learned thing. Yeah. Like I have to learn to appreciate it. That's what I said. Meh. Come on, woman. No. no, but like, but going no. to movies though, like even what you were saying. <laughs> wrong podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying though, like with creators, like even even the most recent uh, 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 conversations that's been happening. Um, if everybody remembers the Fox film Fantastic Four or the Fan Four Stick, you mean uh, the new one, Josh like Trank, the one? new one? Yeah, the most Ooh. recent one with Miles Teller. I never watched it. Yeah. Oh, it was Boo Boo. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that's why I didn't watch. It. But like, even now, like people are still coming back and still mentioning it. Like, someone posted. It's been in the news lately. Someone posted on Twitter said, "No one, no superhero movie fails." And sure enough, Josh Trank replied, the director of that film, and yeah. said, "Hold my beer." Oh. <laughs> Right, he knows he knows what's up. Like, and, and he knows because of the fact like when that film came out there was so much one of so the much... worst ones that has like one of the I think it has uh, the 1993-1994 one Jessica Alba? the 1993 like, are you not aware oh, you're, you're talking like yeah the one where they the where they, where they looked 100% comic accurate like Ooh. like baby yeah. blue like oh, orange yeah. stone it, it, it's it this so Ooh, here's, here's a funny find thing find me this one so there's a 1993-94 it's from the same production company who did the toxic avengers movie oh wow um there's oh, that, that that horror dude out of new jersey yeah, yeah. nice he did he did like this one he acquired the rights and 
and <laughs> so you know it was because bad. at the time nobody it was, was doing any any superhero films, right. and so like we get uh, what's his name Dolph Lundgren as <laughs> the Punisher, and we get you know David Hasselhoff as wanting to be Captain America or whatever something. Oh, I don't know. At the time though, we got that <laughs> film and it never saw the light of day. Right. Stan Lee actually came out and said. This film will never see the light of day. Uh, God bless his heart. Um, but like even things like this where it's movies like this and it's movies like, you know, like we were saying, the DC films like with Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're getting some other films that are coming up, like uh, just a lot of the adaptations nowadays. It's adding to the fuel to the fire of like we need to put a pause on these films, not saying we have to stop it like indefinitely but like even just giving it a couple years or at least a year or two yeah which which on that you're you're the film guy yeah so you, you've got the the, the he's got the, film the finger on the pulse I try. Of, of, the, of the film because i've again i've been off mm -hmm. social media i've been off news i someone sent me an article and i was like cool i'll you know i'll take another hit you know i'm, I'm <laughs> i'll not read sober, it when but, i'm ready <laughs> but what i what i saw was that and i don't know again i don't know if this is actually true but that basically marvel studios right now does not have anything in production mm. post spider-man that there is at least going to be a little bit of a lull there's going to be a little bit of a lull because of the fact that in 2019 they're going to be putting so much of their efforts the yeah. into streaming service the, and all that. Well, the streaming service yeah. as well as Star Wars. Yeah. Right. So you got Star Wars Episode Nine yeah. coming out on the verge of that park opening and the park opening in May <laughs> and the park opening, and then you also got um you the, got the new series that's debuted uh, or that's debuting on Disney. The new series mm -hmm. focused on the Rebel Fighters. Um, oh, the other oh, new cartoon. Yeah, the new cartoon. They also have the the Johnny. Uh, Johnny Favreau, his John, show coming. Yeah, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot already coming out of Disney that I think right now it's kind of a, a sensitive time after, especially after the events of whatever's going to happen in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Endgame. Yeah. Whatever's going to happen at the end of that, there's going to be needing to have like a lot of breathing room because yeah. although, yes, you got Far From Home, which is the events right afterwards, and it kind of gives away a lot for people who aren't happy about it like oh why you know you're giving away too much obviously we know nick fury comes back so hmm. um and then in the preview he's swinging by avengers tower and it's being built it could be before which is just a <laughs> classic like they just do a green screen thing and they're like you don't know when this movie happens oh yeah yes yeah. we do yes we do yeah <laughs> there's no way happy and aunt may got that close no, in that short of no. time they could have maybe no calls i mean happy they, he's he's adorable he's, he's adorable. He johnny, johnny fat johnny ever was so adorable oh, but, yeah, but yeah so i mean it's, it's almost like they're getting and they are at least listening in that mm -hmm. we're not I mean, not listening to the fans but they're almost kind of listening to the, the way the story is going to go yeah, they're, 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 they have their finger on the they're, pulse of what people are yeah. you know needing after the fact it's like just having that really you know necessary breathing time after a huge traumatic moment yeah i mean it, it's 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 going to be a big movie when endgame comes out mm -hmm. It's Nobody's be... been peeing according to the like the test audience. The movie is almost three hours long. And people haven't been peeing. Well, and you got to remember, everything that we've seen in trailers, Kevin Feige has stated that all the content that you've already seen in the trailers is only in the first 20, 20 minutes, minutes of the film. I'm dying. Can we, can we go back to when I saw Gods and Generals in the eighth grade for extra credit? Oh. Uh, extra credit in my U.S. history class, and there was an intermission. Can we bring back intermissions we for movies over two, two hours and 45 minutes? That's not Let's a bad idea. Let's all go to the lobby. Exactly. Give me, give me the, I mean, you can't have the, the lights flicker in the lobby because or, everyone would be like, my movie. My movie. <laughs> or or I wouldn't mind the intermission, the the let's all go to lobby version from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can get some, uh, was, was that, that, 
Oh God, I can't remember Mastodon. That was Mastodon. Yes, Mastodon. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down with that. That was great. Anyway, so so for Marvel, no I, dog watch. Dog <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. both of you. We'll eat your baby. So so, please don't eat my babies. I haven't heard it so long. Please don't eat my babies. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I'm just like, please don't eat my babies. So. We've talked about Marvel, especially yeah. with the superhero burnout. But mm. how do we feel in approaching it from the standpoint? And we, and we know we're going to need the break because Marvel has been coming hit after hit after hit with events. The break where we see in Netflix bringing up indie or indie or farther out content from different comic book um, creators. So perfect example would be Umbrella Academy yeah. by Gerard Way. They're set to do a second season. Um I actually took my time watching it, mm-hmm. which was really funny for me because like you, I went through the first, I didn't go through any of the Punisher. I just was, I had hit my limit at that for yeah. some reason. Don't know why. Um, but I took my time going through it and I really enjoyed it. And I liked that again, I've read the comic book and it was not a traditional yeah. superhero story. Um, do you feel that having that space, whether it's small screen or big screen, seeing unconventional superheroes is going to help ease some of the um fatigue that we're seeing in a lot of viewers i i feel like it it does because people inadvertently without realizing it have been experiencing whether they're superhero or not superhero have mm-hmm. been experiencing comic book adaptations for so long mm-hmm. some people don't even know yeah. you know i know a ton of people who had no idea that preacher was a comic book yeah, yeah. and even though they say based on the comic book like on they, they, they still didn't know <laughs> literally on every piece of promotional yeah material um the one it was i think it was ended up being canceled i can't remember if it was stars or cinemax that had it the um the horror one about the demonic possessions i can yeah. Steve's would be so upset with me because it's like you know one of the five books that he's read in his life um shade um but but like that one again a lot of people i think it was a kirkman book actually like a lot of people didn't oh, okay. didn't realize that was a comic mm-hmm. you know like I'm, there for everyone who said that they started reading the walking dead because of the they show the there's a billion people who don't oh yeah and just want the series I, and just watch yeah. you know fear the walking dead or whatever and they just want the stupid app where you decide who lives and who dies uh, um uh. <laughs> but I feel like there are there are so many like shows and movies that are adapted from graphic mm-hmm. novels that people don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dear God, I know people like to like separate like anime and manga, but it's 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 all still Sounds, yeah. manga are graphic yeah. novels. Yep, exactly. They're just from another country. Like, it's okay. but people people like try to split those apart but they're all they're all it's the same the same like medium it's just different styles yeah Yeah. um and so it's like anime is not going anywhere Mm -hmm. and anime is all not all but a a ton of adaptations of manga but then even in that actually just to kind of interject there are a lot of people who already have anime to live action adaptation burnout because yeah things like you know ghost in the shell and then with the recent alita like Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Death Soul Note. Do, okay, now now is it? Hang on. Is it is it burnout for the live action, or is it burnout for the whitewashed live action that we're getting? Oh, in America? The, the burnout, burnout for, for the, the American serve. Yeah, American okay, yeah. variation. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Yeah. No, American no. fan like, service. There, there are some. Like still like it in Japan. Like, like yeah. Death Note. It, Death Note had several live action adaptations prior to the one on Netflix. It's just Netflix picked it up, and now it's a meme where every single main character in an anime turns African American. So, um, <laughs> but you you look at like even in that medium, like when Ghost in the Shell came out. 
there was so much pushback on Scar- first off Scarlett Johansson, Johansson being yeah. uh, being casted, and then secondly, for her to go through, there was like a slight CG work that they did that made her eyes a little yeah. bit slimmer. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I had a friend of mine on our episode when we did that one. Uh, she's from New York. Uh, her name is Val Complex, but she's a huge anime like historian practically she knows everything that's ever been in anime from like 84 through now mm-hmm. and um she's done work for nerdist as their anime expert and whatnot but she came on and she was like f this this was dumb i can't believe we even saw this like she tore it apart because she knew this was a joke right and mm-hmm. the fact that it still got pushed through to be done in production and they're still they were still pushing like really weird they were saying really weird things during press you know press screenings and during press junkets and whatnot and she was like this was dumb they should not have made this first Mm -hmm. off they should have given honor to the actual source material and done what was right to the source material and she had a lot to say but like even now still with pushing all that out with alita and with whatever else they have coming up down the pipeline i'm pretty sure netflix is probably going to do something else horrible Mm -hmm. um i think this is that's a perfect medium in terms of from comic book to film um with the logic that you were talking about right that's a burnout for yeah. me personally because i'm i'm done seeing what i've known as beautiful art styles mm-hmm. being pretty much bastardized yeah. to create in a, a project or a film that someone may say oh it's a passion project i've wanted to do this for so long yeah. then do it right right mm-hmm. let's it. Say if, if it was done right yeah oh yeah you know, if it was done right and if it was done you know like, again like the, the the credit to the history and mm-hmm. to the art form like it's a completely different mm-hmm. situation it's almost like it's it's like the way I'm getting burned out with with DC films mm. just because I they keep you know just starting and then uh, stalling and it just yeah. stalls out and I'm mm-hmm. like oh cool you guys have got it and then they're like oh no we're gonna shift it and and then it just goes like seriously how long has Flash been in production uh, or pre production or any kind of production exactly we'll start to the P they lost two directors yeah. they were on a third one I think he got dare I bring up Gambit what Gambit yeah that that never Ooh. even yeah. Is Phoenix still happening? New Mutants. What? New, New Mutants, Mutants that keeps but, getting pushed back. back as well. Is, isn't that the one with the guy from Stranger Things? Yeah, See? true. And the girl from uh, Glass. In Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now we just name people. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true. Like it's it's yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I'm all, I'm almost burned out. I'm burned out with the X-Men because they're the, the inconsistency. I'm burned yeah. out with DC because of the inconsistency. Like I think the fact that Marvel has done so well for so long, even though I know, I mean, yes, every Actually, except for one, basically every like origin movie was mm-hmm. the same. Person discovers abilities, opposite person discovers same abilities. Yeah, they do battle and they go on. You know, whether yeah. it's a guy trying to become the king of Wakanda or someone trying to take over Tony Stark's company, like they've been yeah. the same stories. But it's I've always I've enjoyed it every time, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why I could easily see how someone who was either craving more or craving something different, like you said, like mm-hmm. looking for something else, like someone who's more into Kingsman, Kingsman, Hellboy, mm. you know, who knows? Mm. I, I've, mm. I'm, I'm excited, but again, ain't my Ron. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> well, per, ain't my Perla man. Uh, but yeah, but it's, but again, it's like, if it's been, if it's done well, it's almost yeah. like the burnout can still happen, but it just becomes so much more yeah. down the line, like put off. Cause you're like, Oh, well at least like, this this one was good. Like I, this one was fun. This one was fun. This well, one was fun. And 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 speaking about the X Men, like the X Men specifically, I think one of the things that you have to appreciate is how consistent 
they've chose to be in terms of like keeping certain key characters that have run the entire course of what is known as the X-Men franchise. Right. Like, I don't know if you guys had seen that video, but where uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart actually got a Guinness yeah. Book of World Records, Records. Yeah. you know, achievement for being, you know, the two consistent characters in the longest running franchise. Or They're the yeah. oldest superheroes or something to that effect. It was yeah. very cute because yeah. Sir Patrick was on camera and he's like, and you're sharing this with me. Ha yeah. ha. Yeah. And I'm like, but like you you think about how they capped off that franchise with logan yeah i'm like oh my god i've never cried in a marvel film like that in a long while when that film came out i was like i i was sitting next to a bunch of other people of the press and it was just like six of us and every single person in that in that whole row was like (laughs) this is this is this is good make it a good light up i got popcorn butter by here i just oh yeah yeah, yeah. and so like that's that's a great way to cap off a franchise that could have turned into burnout yeah Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna say something and it may not be very popular with a lot of the fans who are fans of get your pitchfork get your pitchfork i really don't think marvel should do x-men at Mm. least as of any time soon like at least within the next uh, five ten years we're in the boat we're in that boat i i I, when caitlin and i when we left (laughs) we were talking about i was talking about how you know it doesn't need to be a phase five it needs to be marvel Mm 2.0 like all this stuff and i was like they need to kill the x-men franchise Mm -hmm. they can bring some mutants in sure but not as the x-men if they because by getting the rights to fox's catalog basically mm-hmm. they get the right to so many new characters yeah they could easily be like hey we're gonna bring in this person that you love maybe a lesser known mutant and we're not gonna say oh yeah they're gonna go find charles and cyclops yeah. and storm and gene like no they can just be on their own yeah and be a part of the avengers mm-hmm. as a mutant mm-hmm. um but not we don't need to talk about the x-men franchise for yeah. 15 years yeah because ex- like there are as we stated, this is a really long running franchise. There are mainstays in this franchise that I'm mm-hmm. like, I really don't know if I'm ready to see recasted. Yeah. Like yeah. Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. Mm-hmm. That is Charles Xavier yeah. for me right now. Yeah. The moment that they stop making that so and they give it time to breathe, maybe I can kind of, you know, think and play with the idea of someone else coming in. Yeah. But right now, I really don't want to. You know, James McAvoy is doing a well job at playing young right. Charles Xavier, and but that's he is fine. But he's not your professor. Exactly. But he's not your yeah, professor. He's X. young. He's Charles. He's young, struggling Charles. All the all those articles that came out like before Logan was even like in production, like mm-hmm. who can re- who can they recast to be? Because it was all clickbait. It's yeah. like, this person could totally be Wolverine now, and it's like, no. Why? Why do we well, have yeah. to do this right why? now? Why do we need to even Calm talk about down. it? Like, because that's another thing. Like, yes, I understand Hugh Jackman is older. Blah blah blah. And he doesn't want to do the role anymore because it's just too much strain on his, you know, regular routines and whatnot for having to work out and, and always look cancer. like, huh? Yeah, and skin, skin cancer. cancer. Yeah, well, and skin cancer. Yeah, that Lots might have something to do. Um, like I can, I can totally see that as being a place where you're like, yeah, Hugh Jackman was great, and he capped it off well with Logan. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have those conversations. I don't want to think about who we're going to replace him with, whether if it's Tom Hardy they're talking about, or they're talking about uh... all these different people. Like, who was it? Someone had stated. Jason Statham would be yeah, a good yeah. uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. but like it's it's like I it's don't a bunch of buff white dudes. Yeah, pretty much, exactly. <sighs> you know, we're, we're gonna put Jim Gaffigan in that role. Oh, just... golly <laughs> that jeepers. would be wonderful. There you go. Um, but I I don't think though that's those are conversations that I think Marvel. Yes, we as fans we can speculate, we can you know theorize, we can you know make conspiracies about. But I think in terms of like the higher ups that make those types of decisions. I don't think that should be front of mind. Yeah. If it is, like, I really think that should be kind of put on the back burner 
and let kind of simmer to a slow boil just and stay there. But, well, is that do we need the 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 comic not the just the comic book community, but perhaps the um the production companies, Marvel, DC, we need them to to pull back on the rein and be like a you know, parent to a toddler and slap our hands and go, you don't get any more for right yeah. now. Just like go to your corner, take a time out, and we'll come back to this in five or ten minutes. Yeah. Like, but turn it into tears. Is that what we're kind of looking at to stabilize the increasing saturation of like superhero films and superhero everything in mainstream media like do we need somebody else to regulate for us honestly it, it, from from a film perspective i think we just need to first off as fans we need to slow our roll oh, and God, we need to so stop yes. expecting like every year to come out with three marvel films right it, it was okay with one well and, and it's just like like the whole star wars franchise like another you know entity another franchise that's getting destroyed by disney is you know, we were getting like two, maybe we were getting at least one to two different Star Wars films every year. Mm -hmm. And you look at the original trilogy, four, five, and six, and those films were released years apart, like mm -hmm. at least two to three years. And you look at now and we're getting like, whoa, we got episode seven and it came out or, and then we got uh, an anthology film with Rogue One and then we got episode eight. And then we got another uh, you know, anthology film with Han Solo and Han Solo broke the broke the whole chain of command mm -hmm. here and was like, yeah, we need to rethink this whole thing. Yeah. But like they're literally on the brink of destroying the franchise because of the fact that they're offering they're giving so much and they're setting the expectations so high of like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that for you. We're going to do these things for you. But was it there? Was it us as fans that created that push or was it the do you feel that it was the um, the studio? that started setting the expectation for us. And then we just started demanding it because you talked about earlier that it was, we're in such a big consumer and demand for right now, right now. But if, is that us as a whole, as a community, or is that Ooh, the chicken, or, chicken or the egg? Yeah. Yeah. Well, duck. For, yeah. Go ahead first. Cause I can <laughs> well, probably, this, this one, this one has been rolling. Well, I, 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 the I, train I, has been rolling. We're like, yes, I agree. But <laughs> Steve, well, Steve's going to love this. So I've been watching, I've been going back and I've been watching a bunch of like old, like national wrestling Alliance from the eighties. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, um, I have homework. Yeah. Prior, prior before, <laughs> before they were WCW. So I don't know. Don't worry, she'll forget any, at the end any wrestling fans. Um, but I, I, I went back and I was watching. So Starcade was WCW's version of WrestleMania. For okay. those of you who don't watch wrestling, that's their version of the Super Bowl. For those of you who don't watch football, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we lost you. We know. It's okay. Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but so they had they had this event called Starcade. And at Starcade, they'd usually have all their titles in the line. And they'd usually have at the end a big championship match. Mm -hmm. And they would have championship matches that were literally boiling for a year. They were building up to this because they didn't have television all the time. They didn't mm -hmm. have a weekly or sometimes two or three times a week show like the WWE has now. Yeah. And by doing that, like it worked into like a fever. Like you, you'd only be able to hear or read in a newsletter what happened. Like, oh, the champion was attacked by his challenger at a random show in Louisiana. And you wouldn't know about it. There wouldn't be YouTube. You can look up a cell phone video of it happening. Mm -hmm. So you'd just be so so stoked for it and then you would literally be chomping at the bit like especially because people thought wrestling was real at that point mm -hmm. they would Wait, it is real isn't it um, yeah just like santa um yes. but they would um in that it has an important place in our culture but anyway. um nice but, recovery <laughs> nice kids don't listen um <laughs> But like they, they, but they would have this entire like build up to it and they, this whip up of this like I said this fever and then it would be huge but then they were like wait 
why do we do this every year? Why don't we do this, you know, every six months? Mm. Why don't we do this every three months? And is it again it, that that mm -hmm. question of I don't have an answer, whether it's us or them, whether it was them seeing money signs or whether it was us demanding product and then them seeing money signs. Mm -hmm. It's kind of I don't know which one it is, because, yeah, for all of the for all of my talk of like, man, I wish you guys would just kind of pump the brakes a little bit. I still yeah. went and saw Captain Marvel on Friday when it came out. Like, I still went and saw like I still got a babysitter to go do all mm -hmm. those things. And back to the wrestling analogy, like now there's. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. There's Monday Night Raw, which is three hours long. There's Tuesday Night SmackDown, which is going to be moving to Friday nights. There's 205 Live, which comes on after SmackDown. There's NXT. There's NXT UK. Like they're so they have so many products beyond just the the shows that they've started producing for the yeah. WWE Network. There is so much content. Imagine the film content they're making with WWE Studios. And yeah. you're also talking about the comic books and the books that are coming yeah. out. So, yeah, There's they're all tied in with comic books. Well. episodes. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, and, and Calm down, Matthew Lillard. And Shaggy is clearly going to be the world heavyweight champion. Exactly. Um, but it, it's again, it's it's did it, you know who who started that who started that arms race to get mm -hmm. where we are now? Justin I'm not Hammer. sure, but the problem, yeah, probably. But the issue we have is that no one's stopping it and no one knows how to stop it mm -hmm. because I don't want to stop going to see these movies because I love them. Yeah. And also I know that my $10 to $15, let's be serious, to go Ooh. see a movie like yeah. isn't going to break their bank, which I know is the wrong way to look at it because that's the whole, the whole idea is that if you're going to boycott something for a good reason, you do it regardless of the fact that you know you're only a drop mm -hmm. in the bucket. Yeah. I'm not saying we should boycott Disney or Marvel. I I'm hearing him say boycott. Yeah, I'm just, boy, yes. get our pitchforks. Boy, I'm gonna go find boy. Walt, boy. <laughs> Walt gonna, Disney's body, frozen head, frozen head. The we're gonna, head. The one that's attached to like the mechanic spider legs, hunted into the the Potomac. Um, <laughs> the Potomac. Wow, we going far for this one. I just really wanted to say Potomac. <laughs> Potomac is a fun word. Yeah, it's a good word. Um, but yeah, it's 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 same. Like I said, same with like wrestling and and comics and and movies. It's all again the same. Like at what point? How do we really say? slow it down mm -hmm. you know and it's 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 with the almighty dollar but then you then you just look like an angry fanboy on the internet saying we well, should stop yeah. watching this and they'll stop giving us this stuff and it's like well unfortunately for every you know man child who doesn't buy a t-shirt there is a parent whose kids love john cena and they buy him 16 t-shirts yeah you know and, and or 50 dollars wristbands exactly yeah. exactly mm -hmm. or you know all the 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 swag to go to see the 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 new marvel movie or all the star wars stuff the lightsabers and the costumes mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. and the again, funko pops it's and, oh god <gasps> don't harass mine but at the same time it's like yeah it's like wow that is such just a like it's just a, like a hunk of plastic. We all want to collect them, but at the same time, I love the ones I have. I can't for all for all my talk of oh well, seriously, but uh, yeah, I love that. Like I mean, I have six swamp things at this point. Like yeah. and I got you one, the terrible yeah, smelling one. Smelling one is awful. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but that was, I think, also that comes to the point that for the niche that it is, I can't, I can't answer my own question yeah. because it is a, it's the serpent eating itself. Right. We are constantly consuming, and at one point, we're just going to get to the end, and I, we're like. Well, I think actually, I think there is an answer. I think, I think it you comes, have an answer. Yeah, because it comes down to like for both of you guys, both of you are parents. You know, if you, you have a dog, it counts for a baby. <laughs> I have a dog. That's true. But like, we firmly for, believe in the fur baby. Hundred percent for your for your kids. You know, if your kids start, you know, demanding snacks every day from you, and you're like, all right, well, one snack isn't going to hurt. You give them one snack, and they eat the one snack, and they're like, well, I want two snacks, and you're like, no. But then you start bending like, oh, they're gonna, they're not gonna stop. So you give them two snacks, and then every day they get two snacks, and then they're like, oh, but I want a third one, and you're like, no, two is enough, and like, but no, and then they start crying and kicking and screaming, and so you're like, ah, so you, to stop them from that, you give them a third snack. 
there is a responsible party that is at fault to blame for this and it is the people who are supplying the demand we can cry all we want yeah. we are not the powers that hold the reins of these multi-billion dollar industries yeah. mm, it's sure. like the difference between drug dealers and you know users. and users it's like yes there's a demand but if you cut people off and you start you know giving them like the the shakes and you let them start you know kneading and, and kicking cold turkey and then you bring it back to them they'll pay for even more and and mind you yeah that's kind of a, a dirty way to think about it but if you are a responsible business and you see that you know what you are putting out so much content that you're essentially making your your customers sick of your product then you have to start doing the responsible thing and start saying okay maybe we're just putting out a little too much stuff let's start reining it back it doesn't have to be like all right and kicking cold turkey in three two and one and everything's gone but it's like like you were saying i was trying to go through and trying to see if there's anything rumored for phase five that's been given a definite like time frame mm -mm. or release date and nothing yet like there's nothing that i found there's a lot of great uh, ideas that they're rumored and some that are confirmed but no dates are set in stone and maybe that's for the purpose of like okay we're gonna drop the biggest bombs with endgame and then we're gonna take a step back yeah. and we'll be like all right let's give some breathing room and that would be the responsible mm -hmm. thing to do because they are the ones who are supplying the crack that we are so effortless effortlessly willing to pay for mm -hmm. and so i i do i in in terms of like the the snake eating the tail i think the snake just needs to close its mouth and yeah. stop mm -hmm. eating its yeah, tail yeah. no no i got you didn't have to well i just you know <laughs> hey i was dwelling on it man calm down preschool but, teacher man that's but true. but I, I i think that's if not the answer it's a way a path it's, it's part of the solution yeah it's part of the solution yeah. and then we as fans we as people who pander to these large conglomerates for like oh 200 tickets to their parks or you know 20 seats that are warmed for us as we sit in them and we get you know overpriced soda and you're there for the popcorn don't and i'm I? there always for the popcorn we can start stepping back and saying all right let's see what else like because for me the biggest thing for me about cinema is the art form one thing we always talk about on the film philosophers is we appreciate great storytelling and sometimes marvel is on the money in fact more than most as of late but there are times when it hasn't been but mm -hmm. i still give money to them because i'm hoping that the next one is going to be good or i'm hoping that the next one's gonna be good getting away from marvel films and actually deviating from that vicious cycle that may throw me into an opportunity to start looking at more independent filmmakers trying to see half of the people that were actually nominated for best picture because i'm mm -hmm. like i was looking at best pictures for the oscars and i'm like I think I've seen maybe two of these, yeah. but like I finally got a chance to see some of them. I'm like, oh, they're not bad. They're actually good. Yeah. And it, it's it's part of that. Like once you start getting away from it, for me, the art of cinema can finally kind of get realized as what it is and what it's meant to be, which is an art form for everybody. Because right now we're kind of pigeonholed for comic book movies. Like the people who are still going back, it's because they're fans of you know comic book movies. But yeah, because I, I think I'm not the reason I haven't seen any of the oscar nominations mm -hmm. is because i'm not like like mm -hmm. film mm -hmm. is not a passion of mine like i like movies it's okay mm -hmm. i still love you don't worry yeah yeah, yeah it's cool yeah. you threw captain america on the ground we've moved on exactly oh. um <laughs> i mean to be fair he was hydra at that point but yeah. exactly um but yeah but like, i like film film is not like a big passion of mine like i, said, I like going to the movies mm -hmm. yeah i like going to the movies i like being entertained and it is not to say that i haven't watched you know what people consider like great films 
but at the same time like when people like when they talk about it, it it's it's one of those things where it, it's kind of like uh it's like when people talk about alcohol yeah like when they can like describe all these things about it and i'm like it just burns like, and i don't <laughs> like the flavor no it's like people who who like for you guys like when you guys recommend not saying that you've done this but like if you guys were to recommend some non-marvel dc comic to somebody who's like no, no no but you don't understand no it's not spider-man it's not captain america it's not thor but this is a character who actually goes through a really great journey you should read this because it's a good read i'm like ah you know what I, if they're not making a movie about it i'm just i'm good and yeah. I, I step which away which is which is something that i've seen yeah. on purpose especially working in the, the oh, comic yeah. book store and you used to see it too yeah. when we worked at oblivion we go you should read this person they're indie and everyone's like do they yeah, have a cape? i don't i don't see marvel yeah. on there yeah uh, it's do they have a cape? Yeah. what did they do and you're like no 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 this is a great storyteller and you need to like read this they yeah. need the support because then they get put on tom king getting put on the bat book where yeah. that was turned out to be fantastic for him and miss and mr miracle yeah. and um the vision and which by the way amy was the one who recommended yeah. you know, shoved down your throat you did mr <laughs> miracle well because i did i had no idea who that guy was i'm like oh cool but that's like, also honoring the art that came with with yeah. king kirby yeah. like and that's me being passionate about that and i know you're passionate yeah. about very similar things which is great that we can connect on it and go hey hey film guy yeah like read you would, this you would appreciate which, this because you're looking at me right the way you appreciate <laughs> well but, but it's like the, the same time um like the, the number one the number one selling trade last year was not an independent was not right. batman it was not spider-man it was infinity gauntlet was because infinity of infinity gauntlet. war and everyone reordered it mm -hmm. and jim starlin did not get a new work because of it you know, know. Like, like that was not a like a that was not like a barometer for like the comic industry i'm so but, glad i bought the omnibus like five ten years ago well i have the but, infinity uh, crusade signed up over there by by ron and jim oh, it's in the nice. stack under goose but everyone wants it because it was what was being turned into a movie yeah yeah you know and, and, and it's the most popular thing and that's totally time. fine i think part of part of the problem and the, is actually a really wonderful um book called uh how to write comics by alan yeah. moore mm. yeah uh alan moore who alan did swamp thing yeah yeah ah, there you you. Yeah. and watchmen of you for vendetta and, <laughs> and some weird rapey stuff um we have an episode of that it was the first one i actually guessed it on oh yeah he's weird yeah. enigmatic he's wizard wizard um but he uh in his book about how to write comics, he, he had this entire section about how you have to get it out of your head that comic books are less than novels or comic books are just designed to become movies. Like yeah. they, they are something independent of all of those. The fact that they can be adapted, mm -hmm. that's totally fine. But like movies have script writing software, mm -hmm. you know, like there is software that gives you the formatting for writing scripts. Yeah. There is software for writing novels. There is not comic book software. At least there's not good ones. Like there have been a couple. There have been Kickstarters for some. Kevin Smith tried to start one at one point. But it's because it's always been seen as, oh, a, a, you know, it's it's a it's it's a funny book. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's a it's a Sunday funny. It's they're cartoons. They're exactly. Just, yeah. They're they're not they're not seen as like a legitimate art form. And Alan Moore basically in this and it was in the eighties at this point. He's like, you have to get that out of your mind. You're not. It's not that you can't be a writer, you can't be an author of like a novel so that you just gave up and write comic books. Like, no, you should be writing comics because you want to write comics. Yeah. You shouldn't be writing comics because unfortunately there are a lot of creators right now who are writing a comic because they want to get it picked up by Netflix or mm -hmm. picked up by someone yeah. or, or, an, or a network. Like there are so many where it's like, and like, I love Mark Millar. Mark Millar is fantastic. Mark yeah. Millar who wrote Civil War, the original Civil War story that inspired the movie. Um, 
Mark Millar writes his stories as six issue arcs as volume one. And he, a lot of his stories, he does not write volume two, but he writes it as volume one and he writes it in a way that is the perfect little morsel to turn into a Netflix show or to turn into something like that. Mm-hmm. He writes it like that because he's writing, because he now has a deal with Fox. I was going to say, doesn't he have a deal with... No, he has a deal with Netflix. No, I'm he sorry. He, has a deal with with he had a deal with Fox because he's doing Kingsman. And then, yeah, Netflix now, had, because they want to you know go toe-to-toe with, with Marvel and Disney, so they bought the Malar universe, Malar yeah. world. Um, and it just so happened that everything he was writing, he wrote it in a way that was like, this would be easily adapted into a TV show. And once I realized that was happening, it, it was kind of a, a turnoff. It was still good. I still read it because it was still good stories. But I was like, oh... You you want you want to write TV shows, yeah. and that's totally fine too. And you yeah. can do both. Like I know, like there are people like um, TKO Comics. Mm-hmm. The the creator of TKO Comics is a writer for Gotham, the TV show Gotham. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you can write comics and you can write TV and you can write movies. Yeah. But it's like if you're writing one specifically because you see it as a way of getting into the, the next industry, I'm not going to say you're doing something wrong because if that's yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. how you want to follow your career, you see it as an opportunity. I get that. Yeah, but to see comics as less of a medium like as less than is is wrong in my in my no, opinion i agree because it, it goes to like your passion you know if you're somebody who creates you know if you're somebody who works on tables and you're like oh i'm just building these tables so that one day you know this furniture shop is going to see it and they're going to want to take all my stuff and i can be like some kind of you know manager or whatnot or, or of the actual company over the table division like if that's your goal like if this product that you're creating is not done with the full amount of passion that you have then why create it in the first place right it's like when i when, I, when you look at movies I, I i had this conversation with somebody the other day i can't stand filmmakers who choose to create films or properties or franchises solely based on how much money it's going to make yeah like great example mortal engines Mm. mortal engines is a great story it's a great novel the problem is is that it was not fully realized as what it could be in the film and it totally bombed at the box office was there elements of the story that i thought it could have created a better connection with the audience definitely heck yeah the the film itself the storyline has great parts of it that could have actually translated better in a cinematic experience the problem was that you could tell there were instances where they're like ah we'll just do it like this we'll just do it like that and they pushed it out utilizing the great name of peter jackson and Mm. pushing all that out and then ultimately coming to like oh yeah we did it in imax and blah 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 like that was the only reason why i saw it was because the press screening was at the imax um but i walked out i'm like that's garbage yeah like i'm not paying money to see this yeah and it's instances like that where you can you can ultimately tell whether if it's in comic books or even in film people who are passionate about the end result and people who are using their end result as a means to get where they really want to go. So, but talking about like film, like, so then is there any opportunity for like redemption for anybody who may be burned out? Like, is there any comeback? Like for me, I'm kind of teetering on that. Like I I like what they're doing and it's okay. But right now I'm, I'm kind of clamoring for like another Martin Scorsese good film. Or I'm kind of wanting to see if Clint Eastwood has one more in him, you know, oh. or I, I'm wanting to see even these these newer, you know, directors that are coming up like Ava DuVernay or, you know, uh, Barry Jenkins or, you know, even uh, just there's all these different individuals who are coming up and creating content. But it's kind of getting overshadowed by like the hype for Endgame. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is 
the redemptive thing that could bring people back into having hope for comic book movies. Well, if it's just solely comic book movies, that's a that's a horse of a completely different color. I well, mean, as a whole, as a whole, I think a really great way, like we're we're gonna have to deal with the juggernaut that is Disney controlling a large swath of that landscape on purpose. And it's going to take people inside of that studio to, you know, say, no, no more snacks for you. You're going to have to wait, which will help us as consumers kind of tighten it down. But for like, we still got a spawn coming out too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Which is something that we're all like, whoa. And we've got, you know, the other dark Phoenix and all these things where I am at the point that I want to see. I don't know if I want to see another big screen comic book movie right now hmm. like i'll go see endgame but it's it's more out of obligation all resolves no it's more out of obligation it's not even out of re- as out of resolution like at this point going the redemptive quality the one that touched me was captain marvel hmm. being able to go into the studio into the studio <laughs> it was in the hmm. studio wow. hey. hey being able to go into the theater sit down and connect and see that there was material from across multiple books Mm -hmm. that I could connect with and see that it wasn't her origin story, even though it wasn't exactly like the comic books, um, her origin story, it was fresh enough, but it wasn't forced down my throat that I had super high expectations that this was going to be a, a Avengers. Like I know where she stands. I know what she means because of the comic books, because Kelly Sudaconic and Kelly Thompson wrote her and, and Roy Thomas. And then, um, you know, Chris Claremont came in and wrote her in such a way that gave her space to breathe. But she's also a character that had a pretty large chunk where she was sporadic enough that there was a break until she came back as the mightiest Avenger. So they created in being the creators of the art created that breathing space for me to come back and appreciate <laughs> who she was mm. and how I received her. So um, the, the way for like tying in the X-Men franchise, she's in the X-Men franchise. Yeah. You know, we want to bring them in and we want to talk about um, phase five or whatever. She has the opportunity to reset all of that. She is, she's got the opportunity, but the question is, do we even deserve that? And so I'm happy that she has that she, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, that movie gave me a place that if I don't go out and see Endgame on opening night, on opening weekend, if I don't see it for two weeks, I'm going to be okay. Like, and that's where I'm sitting, but I'm not clamoring for another, like, I don't, I'm not like on the cusp of a burnout, but I'm in that space that I'm, it's like the danger the the red the Klingons are going or whatever it is I can never pronounce that word. I'm sorry. The what? I can't. It's not Klingons. The the Klaxions. Clax. Cla- yeah. Cla- <laughs> yay. Doc's got it. Oh yeah. You do you. Oh, they were like kapla. <laughs> uh, right? That would be really annoying <laughs> in the background. Just kapla. 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 It's like shut up, Orf. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I'm just saying Orf in my head. Yeah. But that's I'm getting to that point. And it's me recognizing as a consumer that I I should pull back. Yeah. And it's me going, uh, it's it's tapering it down. So my redemption is for me. And it's not just for, 
you know, the community, the, everything as a whole. What what about you? Man? Well, as someone who just came out of this, I can say that the the nice part about the movies is even if you do think they're coming out too frequently, they mm-hmm. come out with enough of a space. There is enough breathing room, at least like I felt, because what what was Ant-Man and Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, so it's been a while, I so feel like. So you had Black Panther last year, Ant-Man right. and the Wasp, and you had Infinity War. Right. And Ant-Man and the Wasp came out of... And Ant-Man and the Wasp was after. After and then, and then And then we had a, a good chunk of time. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> Just depending on how you look at it. Like, for some people, Thanks, it's not. Guy. For me, for me, For me, it was, because again, like, like I said, like, film is not my... Yeah. Like, that's not my be-all, end-all, like, as far as art forms go. So for me, I'm like, I'm cool, mm-hmm. like, with mm-hmm. the time I had. The fact that my burnout, like I said, basically happened in November and then it ended right around Captain Marvel was pretty much perfect. Um, I I feel like, I mean, I don't, I am okay with, like if the movies kept coming out in the schedule they were coming out, mm-hmm. and if they kept being of the caliber they are, like if they stayed right where they are and didn't go up and didn't go down, like I can't say I'd be unhappy mm-hmm. if it just went on. Forever, forever but i don't actually know because i don't know what it's going to be like next year i don't know how i'm going to feel after Endgame. Yeah. um i feel like i don't have a strong enough feeling about it especially because after after taking that time off um to come back to it i was basically like i want like we'd already bought our tickets for captain marvel and i'm like i need to at least because i was not excited for captain marvel yeah not because i had seen something and i looked disappointed i just wasn't in that mindset at all yeah. and i'm mm-hmm. like okay i'm going to rewatch because i wanted to i wanted to how i want to get that feeling back and i'm like i'm gonna rewatch the original avengers and I did that. And I was like, cool. And my wife looked at me, she's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm not like, holy yeah. Like flipping <laughs> tables, like oh, I'm all about it. But I felt good again. I felt good about comics at that moment. Mm-hmm. And comic movies. I'm like, cool, I'm excited for Captain Marvel at that point. Like the way I got back into comics actually was I went back and I read the originals. I went back and I, I tracked down first appearance of Captain America, first appearance mm-hmm. of Black Panther, first appearance of everybody. Like I went, everyone that you can think of i went and found their first appearance using the marvel unlimited app this is not an ad um (laughs) through that i was able to pull up and i was able to read and you know i i didn't know that the uh the incredible hulk and originally it wasn't about his emotions he transformed at night and then he turned back during at dawn like and they brought that back in the most recent run of of, in the immortal hulk but it wasn't about him being angry and then transforming yeah it was a dr jekyll mr hyde werewolf kind of a situation um and so i went back and i read read, reread all these and i was like cool like I love Stanley. I love mm-hmm. Steve Ditko. I love Jack Kirby. Like I loved all these, you know, all these creators who were doing something then that was so different from everything else. And yeah, it's, you know, it's turned into this massive corporate monster, but I can still see their effects. I can still see their legacy and it still makes me happy to see and, and, and to enjoy. So like, I know, I know there's too much of everything. Like mm-hmm. I know there's too many toys I know there's too many comics, mm-hmm. honestly, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to take away anything from the creators or take away anything from the the stores or anything. I don't want to say, no, stop carrying that. You're carrying too much mm-hmm. of that stuff. Like it's your livelihood. I get that. Um, and I, but I, I know there's too many comics and I think I was also making it like, I felt like it was like my job to right. read all the, cause I was reading every Marvel title. But you feel yeah. responsible. Every you, Marvel you title. You stop enjoying it at yeah. one point because it feels more like a chore it felt than like a, a job and yeah. i did not like that anymore and and podcasting felt like a job and i did not like that anymore so i needed to step back from all of it and now i recognize i'm like okay cool i might go back and i might get back into reading a ton of comics again but yeah. i'm not gonna ever feel again like i have to read batman one through 50 In by monday night's episode yeah and i did that and to be fair i 
it's not that I'm never going to feel like I can read 50 comics in two days again because I did that. And at the time I felt awesome. I was like, because <laughs> I loved it. It was so entertaining, but I never want to be like, oh man, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel like you have to see infinity war. Yeah. I want to see infinity war mm-hmm. or uh, I'm sorry. Endgame on Endgame. Thursday night. I want to, I'm in that mindset again right now where captain Marvel, I was like, yes, I am looking forward to this because I love seeing those characters on screen. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 almost like I'm a, and I'm not, I'm wanting to say I'm a bad indicator because I'm I'm part it's of like a second I'm wind. part of the bell curve, you know. Yeah. It's a second wind, that's yeah. Something that you had a passion for, yeah. And and I and I because like you know, Caitlin and I were talking about this. Um, like we, when I suddenly was like, I don't I don't want to read comics, I don't want a podcast. She's like, okay, that's that's fine. Like I totally yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. She's like, but you also realize that every Christmas and birthday present for the last ten years has been comic book related, and every like in the office, like everything is comic book related. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not saying you have to be that level ever again. She's like, but shouldn't you look inward and see what would make you want to stop doing all of that? Not even like, I need to back off. Just like a stop, like yeah. cold stop, no mm-hmm. comics. Didn't buy any comics, didn't read any comics, didn't watch movies. Um, and so I kind of had to look inward and say, okay, that's a serious passion I had to just completely kick cold turkey that's mm-hmm. that's that's not that's not a good thing yeah. um and so kind of getting myself back in there again kind of testing the water and going back and reading the classics watching the movies that i just had this enormous connection to um i feel like that made me recognize what i what i love about comics and about comic movies and like i said captain marvel was just the icing on the cake because it was just it was wonderful ugh, it was so good caitlin walked out of it and she's like she, she was like she's like i feel weird saying this but I totally got it because she obviously she's a, she's a straight white female. She's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. she's not not represented in. Well, media. she's married too, so I would hope exactly. she's straight white. Yeah, or, we never well, know. Well, hey. I'm just hey, you know, hey. just hey. my first girlfriend was black. Uh, <laughs> I, Thank you, wow. Maui. Yeah, I had to throw it out there. She was. Her name's JJ. Yeah, she was great. Uh, we were in the sixth grade. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, <laughs> Uh, walked out of the movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. So we walked out of the movie theater, and she's like, she's like, basically, like, I know how. Like the black community felt coming out of Black Panther, like in that she knew what it was like to be represented, but represented the right way, the right way, not just like because, you know, it it wasn't to say that Wonder Woman, she was like, cool, it was a a female superhero, but there were still things about Wonder Woman. You're kind of like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, Wonder Woman failed the Bechtel test miserably. The Bechtel test is also trash because the Bechtel (laughs) test is so it's like so easy to pass. Well, yeah, one female talking to one other female, not, not about, about a man. A dude. Maybe in the 80s, 70s and 80s that was tough. But now it's like, no, we need to have a better standard. The Bechdel standard was a great start. Well, but we out needed of the more four now. Avengers movies, one of them failed the Bechdel. Yeah. And it was the second one. Yeah. And, and was it. what is it? Um, I think they did, the, they did the math and it's like 10% of, of screen time for all the Marvel films was female. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, of course, you include side characters in that. So it could, the math gets weird. But your main characters, like that's 100% accurate. Um but she came out of that and it like just because like again the way like black panther didn't break the mold as far as the story goes no he had he had his powers other guy gets his powers they fight he's victorious like it's that that part of it wasn't breaking the mold Mm -hmm. but it was the fact that the the setting the the environment the cast the crew the director like all of that is what made it so important as Mm -hmm. as a film obviously it was a great standalone superhero movie but it was also really important to see that kind of representation Captain Marvel was the same way. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a love story. Nope. There wasn't like no. there wasn't any. They they could no. have easily had like like Samuel Jackson like wink at at Rambo, and they were like, no, they just made everyone like cool. 
Yeah. You know? Like she didn't look at Jude Law as like a brother figure that I'm kind of crushing on. Like, I'm going to tell no. you about my boy. No, there was no. 100% like a teacher student, like brother sister relationship. Well, they took out the Mar- Marvel too, because in the comic books, it would, they had, they had inferred that Captain Marvel and Carol were right. a, were a wink wink right. thing. Right. And it's not in the movie. No. Nope. Which, it, Mar- well, Marvel wasn't even Captain Marvel. Marvel. Are we, are we not supposed to spoil anything? I don't know. I mean, no, I mean yeah. it's in the first. Yeah. Have you not seen it? Yeah, seen, seen it. it. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm, the, I'm the movie okay. guy. <laughs> wait, wait, spoiler. Skip forward 15 seconds. Uh, 30 seconds. Whatever. Use your favorite podcast app button. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's they 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 removed that like they were just friends. Like Caitlin, like she kept getting so emotional every time she thought about when she listened to that tape. And yeah. learned the truth about her life, and then um, uh, Mon- Maria. Marie. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Monica, but Monica Monica's is the daughter, daughter, even though Monica, and, yeah. But Maria like comes like running out to her, and like the way they like like the, the, the that like pep talk she gives yeah. her mm-hmm. is so like pure, like 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 girl tribe. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it was just it's like empowering. Yeah, and it was it wasn't you know it wasn't like there was nothing. It wasn't kitschy or canned. Yeah, there wasn't anything stereotypical about mm-hmm. it. There wasn't anything cheesy about it. There wasn't anything that brought it down. It was it was such a good representation of what a strong like female friendship can be. Yeah, yeah. what a strong female character can be. Oh heck yes. And you know the entire thing, the whole idea. I love that instead of making binary a state that she reached because she absorbed too much power, binary was a way that she got when she stopped listening to all the dudes in her life telling her she couldn't. You know, yeah. it was it was a, it was a different. So I, I like when she said that, I was like, I totally get that. Like you feel that not just like you're represented in the way you look, but you're represented in the way you are, that you're not just a damsel in distress, a woman, you know, to be yeah. loved or a woman to realize that I'm strong, but I love this man. I'm going to go ahead and be a housewife. Mm. Like, yeah, there, like there's it, it, the, that love had nothing to do with it. It was but it was another kind of love. It was like the love that like frozen kind of gave us like it wasn't about like the dudes kiss didn't do anything it was yeah. the sisters you know it was yeah. their love that kind of like got them through so what's going on with frozen 2 it looks weird uh <laughs> um it's brave. They're super frozen two, brave. Meet yeah. Pocahontas. yeah brave 2 pocahontas 3 um that's four there's a there's there's Whatever. three pocahontas <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a lot well, the, yeah, these straight to home DVD yeah, versions. Yeah, John Smith, uh, oh. The Measles Part Three. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's so I think Captain Marvel in seeing that in her, I was like, like that was I think that's the other thing I love so much about comics and comic movies is what they can do when someone like that, when they see that character and they have that connection. I was like, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. And like, I love these characters. And but I don't ever have that moment where I'm like, oh, like where I feel like. You know, like I finally see myself and finally represent it because I've been represented for the last 70 years, 80 That's years, true. 90 years. It's very true. Like I've been. It's very true. I'm there, dude. You like are. I am. I am. Yeah. I am Batman. I oh, am yeah. Superman. <laughs> I am Aquaman. Like I am straight white dudes. You, I barely got represented in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show when they finally put uh, Ghost Rider, the Hispanic Ghost Rider in there. <laughs> didn't the, in Flash, did they, make, they didn't give him his powers, but is it anyway? Uh, Francisco? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cisco and Vibe? He's still alive. He's He's still just a lab partner. Exactly, exactly. He's an assistant. He's exactly. a great assistant, but he is. He um, makes great music too. By the way, you're not the guy in the chair. It's technically Filipino. I was gonna say, is that a handicap oh, okay. joke? No, okay, just capable. Um, <laughs> but, it, but yeah, that it's, was it's a like Spider-Man it's, thing. That's true. Well, it's true. Like I like how many kids like when they saw I don't know, someone randomly shared that video with me where they were interviewing um, Ryan Coogler uh, about they were asking mm-hmm. about Creed two. 
and like something they like in a gym and they were like interviewing him and like this guy came up with like his family and his daughter was dressed as shuri and like oh. his mom his her mom and her grandmother had helped her make the costume and like ryan cooler was like like yeah he stopped and he's just like this like he's like that's what i love that's why i'm doing this um like i don't i don't need to feel that because I don't like, I, like I said, I've, I've always been represented. I'm, yeah. I'm never not represented. I'm never like looking for a character who looks like me, who acts like me. There's always one. There's always if I want to be a, a jock, a nerd, a wallflower, like the '90s, a Polynesian god. The '90s, shut up. The <laughs> '90s are I full of rom coms where I can find myself in the way I was as a kid. It's true, you know, mm-hmm. like it's. I, You're like the 2010 Josh Hartnett. Exactly, 100. So. percent I'm also the the brother from. Uh, John Tucker must die. Um, it, yeah, that's what someone told me I look like him when I was younger. <laughs> but it's like it's it's I, I don't all these all these dudes who are like forced diversity, forced diversity, like oh they're just doing it to pander, they're just doing it to pander. It's like no, dude, they are literally taking a slice of the pie that you've had your whole dang life, mm. and they're giving it to someone else, and you just don't want to give up any of your pie. Yeah. Like what? I I still don't understand what the fanboys were upset about with with captain marvel like to be upset about oh, i'm sorry they definitely changed the scrolls cool i love what they did with the scrolls mm. i love yeah. i love that they did that because it makes so much sense it's you all you hear is for you hear from the point of the victors so of course you hear from the the kree the scrolls are bad maybe they're not all bad you ever mm. think about that like it's true it's it's like the, the, the what other what change okay so she didn't get blown up with captain marvel and get with her powers dude. but she was blown up with marvel and with kree technology to get her powers so mm-hmm. it's kind of the same but it ties it into the universe no i'm not going to give that spoiler away how mm. it's all connected mm-hmm. like it it i just i don't understand like i never get like when when another like a lot of it was just really like individuals who were so upset that this was a female empowerment type film that's yeah. a lot that's what a lot of it was people didn't want to see it succeed um, based on they couldn't handle the ticket sales like we were saying one drop in the bucket but if they could hinder the way it was perceived right. on like a platform like Rotten Tomatoes yeah, yeah. they'll throw up fake reviews say it was horrible is this zero is it gets a you know Rotten Tomato score blah 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 a lot of them were just scared that seeing a successful female superhero led film is going to be the one thing that people will remember Marvel by as of late yes Stanley is a huge part of its history but yeah. right now his legacy is on the shoulders, honestly, of Captain Marvel. And she's showing up. Yeah. So And she hasn't even been Captain everyone's like, Oh my god, she's been Captain Marvel for how long? And I'm like, Not even not that, that long. long. Yeah. Like, no. Not even You could listen to the one on one episode and find out all exactly about it. Exactly you can. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Oh um, thanks, Liddy. <laughs> but it I, uh, I don't I just don't understand it like like when I like when I talk to my wife the fact that she is like strong and independent and free of thought and doesn't let anything stop her like i i do not understand the mentality of not yeah. wanting to empower not just women anybody like anybody who feels like they've they've been told they were less like i mm-hmm. do not get wanting to 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 take away from that like yeah. I just I don't understand and I never will like I've tried to listen you know and a lot of it's like that's a lot of like insecure individuals out there that are like oh well no we can't have a female superhero because then what happens to all the great guy superheroes and well no because 
no, because then my wife will think she can start learning how to read and do it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, put whatever shoes the on. Put shoes on. Leave and, the house. But that's you know. it in, in its entirety is that people who connect with a female superhero, a hero that has been designed for, there's air quotes everywhere, designed quotes. for females, mm-hmm. says something about how it's, it's dealing, quote unquote, a blow to masculinity. Mm. And it's not about that. It's mm. never supposed to be about that. Mm. And it's about empowering. It's not just about empowering women. Like I, I brought up that she's not on on a different cast. I was talking to that she doesn't come off bitchy. She's confident. She's sure of herself. She's moving forward. She's empowering the people around them, and in turn, they are empowering her. People want to follow a leader who empowers, and she does that. And it doesn't matter your gender, your sexuality. It it doesn't matter. Period. And that's what's scary to people who have been stuck going, the only person that I can follow has to look like me. Hmm. Maybe that's probably people who get a chance to check out that story and the passion behind it and the team behind it. Maybe that's part of what could really turn around a lot of people who have that burnout with, uh, who is it? Uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. As yeah, the, weren't they mm-hmm. some like, they were like indie. Yeah, like, they were indie directors. They yeah. did it. They actually sugar, did, sugar and something else. There was two uh, of them. They did two of them. One was Sugar Something. The other one that they actually, that really spoke to me. It's a great film called um, It's Kind of a Funny Story. Was that Galifianakis? Um, great film. It's funny, but it's got a great heart to it. But knowing that how much heart they put into their previous stories and seeing that translated within this format, I think it's safe to say that more and more opportunities, the more and more opportunities that come up to showcase real filmmakers showing it's not just a love of a franchise that is making them do these projects, but a love of great storytelling and an opportunity to share how these characters empower them to become who they are. If they can do that and continue to showcase that in each of the films that come out, then maybe fatigue won't be such a big issue now. Yeah. And I feel like we see that coming back to the comic book side. We see that coming with guys like Gerard Way, yeah. who Gerard Way goes to DC and they're like, hey, we want to give you a, you know, a pop up imprint as they called it what do you want to do and he's like give me your catalog give me the characters that have been published the least the Nobody weirdest the one, the changing one. girl exactly it's like give me cave carson and his and cybernetic, cybernetic guy. guy give me that guy and the he took that patrol. and he was gonna he did he wanted to do that he wanted yeah. to tell great stories and he didn't want to tell those stories on the back of superman mm-hmm. on the back of batman on the back of wonder woman he wanted to tell those stories that just were and they were great yeah and they were phenomenal and and, and i think that that the a lot of the again the independent because i mean here's the thing everyone was independent once you yeah, know like n- no no one just like was like 13 and it's like all right cool here's your contract with fox right like yeah. make us a star wars like that didn't you know, everyone started everyone started in film school or with a camera mm-hmm. or with a you know a piece of paper or they started self-publishing or they just started somewhere with a, a blog online like they all came from them wrestling in a parking lot, you know, yeah, at, at, a, at a comic book store. Like they've all been somewhere where they were before that. Like they, they can they should be able to recognize that they know their creative power comes from where they came from. Yeah. And that can be a huge driving force of, OK, it can still be a multi, you know, multi-million dollar production, but that you could feel more heart behind it and it can, you know, it can still be visually pleasing make a billion dollars and not you know sacrifice our moral or our souls i guess if you want to put it that way 
Your soul. Souls. I can't do a good Andre the Giant impression. I'm sorry. I know. But you know what, guys? I've had a lot of fun. Holy crud. And the hour has come at yay verily. So, uh, yeah, I'm not kicking you out, but. <laughs> but you can't stay. You can't. What you say? Okay. Neither of you I can was, stay. I, I say you don't want me to do my Andre the Giant impersonation? Oh, do you have one? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, so it's, I've listened to a couple like wrestling podcasts and stuff that have all started doing Andre the Giant impersonations because of. The documentary that came out on HBO. Yes. Yeah, it was a great documentary. A great documentary. And everyone keeps quoting when Hulk Hogan was talking about how, like, Andre the Giant was like, he was the guy. Like, you didn't piss off Andre. And Randy Savage and him did not have a good relationship. Macho Man and Randy Savage. And Macho Man would always oil himself up with baby oil. <laughs> and he'd come in to talk to Andre. He'd be like, hey, Andre, like, what are we going to do for our match? And and Hulk Hogan quoted Andre and everyone I've heard it like, no baby oil. And that's the you know it's just that's I always now picture like Andre Dux in their playing cards. He's like, no baby oil. Like that's there you go. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any other better way to end this podcast. Than... Oh my gosh! So thank you again to our sponsors, Uncle Ben over at Eleven Twenty Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. Sweet K. No baby oil. Empire's Comics Vault. We've got hugs, pugs, hot sauce, and a vast assortment of comic books to help you ease in or out of your fatigue, perhaps. Mm. And great, great community over there. And then, of course, we've got Quill and Ink Alchemy. Find them on Etsy and Google. Quill and Ink Alchemy, all one word. Um, they make fantastic sense for everything. They should start making jewel pods. That's good. I was just going to say, it sounds like... <sighs> yeah. I'll talk to them. I'll, They're I'll, local. I'll, start. I'll, I'll, get a ju- I'll get a jewel just for that. <laughs> Use the code HOTNAME to get 15% off your purchases. And um, I'm going to start with, I'm Amy. You can find me at iJaneURobot on varying social media platforms. I'm your distracted Jane. And joining me, I'm going this way to the left. Oh, okay. Well, I am Eddie B. I am the host of the Film Philosophers. You can catch all our previous episodes, all 150 plus episodes, on our website at filmlossifers.com. Actually, Lesson 153 is, a, is our actual review of Captain Marvel. So if you want to check that out, head over there. That uh, drops tomorrow. Which well, drops well, it drops. It drops days. when it drops. Uh, so live um, I live at the. You can also check us out on all socials at facebook.com forward slash philosophers and on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash philosophy one hundred one. And to this side. All right, let me stretch out the bone. Oh, no, baby. <laughs> My name is David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I was one of the hosts of the Capeless Crusaders. I took a little bit of a break, and now I'm back. Um, He's back, baby. The I now when I say I'm back, I, I we probably I probably won't actually be on an episode until we do an Avengers Endgame episode because I think that'd yeah, be a perfect time. We're to come on back. sabbatical, bro. We're on sabbatical. I need a little bit of a break. Everyone needs a little bit of a break. Um, but thecapelesscrusaders.com. You can find everything there, all the social media, so on and so forth. Our backlog of episodes. We got 150 mm-hmm. something too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, no, 120 something, 130 something. I don't even know 20, where we are anymore. 126, 27. I thought we were closer to 150. This is the well, problem. You, you are. You, we are. In my soul. In your soul. <laughs> There's just so much more content for you to put exactly. up. Exactly. The Dread Pirate Roberts is coming for your soul. Your soul. <laughs> <laughs> So once again, thank you guys. And remember, there's geeks in distress. There's no need to light the signal. We're always on patrol. See you next episode.